Well, greetings to each of you, and welcome back to another episode of The Shakedown, a podcast about corrections, for corrections, and by corrections. I'm your host, Aaron Dawson. Good to be back with you on this special uh, episode, if you will, uh, being that this is a National Corrections Officers Week. Uh, so in light of the fact that it is National Corrections Officer Week, let me say a very special thank you to each of you who are involved in the corrections field, uh, whatever, whatever your role may be, uh, whether you're a line officer, whether you're a supervisor, whether you're an administrator, uh, whether you are uh, over the kitchen or you do the uh, disciplinary hearings or you're a training officer, whatever your role is, if you are involved in the field of corrections, uh, let me say, let me say a special thank you uh, from me, uh, from uh, the shakedown. Uh, you are appreciated, and I hope that uh, in this in this week uh, that. Uh, may not be a, a different week from the normal uh, ins and outs and ups and downs of, of a week in, in the corrections field. But if even just for a few seconds, uh, recognize that you are recognized and that you are appreciated. Uh, as far as this episode this week, got a, an awesome, uh, awesome opportunity this week as we close out this series talking about finding the positive and what it is that we do. I'm tickled to death to be able to say that we're going to uh, have a very special guest on uh, the episode uh, this week. We are joined by none other than Mr. Tate McCotter. He is the executive director of the National Institute for Jail Operations. So looking forward to uh, talking to him and getting uh, the opportunity for you uh, to hear uh, hear him as well. Uh, so, guys, uh, before we jump into the interview, uh, as I've said throughout this series, uh, there's a host of things that are negative that we could focus on, but the point is, the point is, uh, if we are proactive about finding those things that are encouraging, that are positive, uh, there's plenty, plenty there, uh, but... Without getting off into that again and, and taking time away from the interview and, and conversing with Tate, uh, let's let's not belabor the point any further. And so, without further ado, let's jump into that interview. All right. Well, welcome back, guys. And as promised, we are tickled to death to have for the first time in thirty plus episodes. Shame, I know, um, but we're we're. Happy to have join us on the shakedown, the executive director of the National Institute for Jail Operations, Mr. Tate McCotter. So, Tate, welcome to the shakedown. Good to have you with us this time. And uh, couldn't think of a, a fitting. I wish I could say I thought about it ahead of time, um, but I'm, I, I wasn't that I wasn't that shrewd. Um, but with it being National Corrections Officers Week, <laughs> what a perfect time to to make this all come together. Uh, so. I'm glad thank, you thank could. you for having me. It's it's a privilege. Thank well, you. Good to have you on. And, and Tate, we've been talking about in these this series on the on the podcast. You know, it, it's so easy to focus on the negative. Uh, we can we can we can find it quick. And you know, <laughs> from a personal, from a, a mental health, from a psychological, from just good grief, the encouragement and the motivation to go to work. That's not healthy. 
And so occasionally we've got to be reminded to go find that positive, to go look for it, to because it's there. And, you know, hopefully in featuring the the interviews and the uh, the programs around the country that are going on where people where good things are happening. I um, hope that's an encouragement. But, um, you know, so often I know uh, from being, you know, being a jail administrator, your focus becomes right here. You know, my facility, my staff, my county, my area, and that's the world. And you know, you lose sight of the fact that good grief, there's 50 states and every state's got, you know, a multitude of counties or, you know, parishes if you're from Louisiana. Um, but, uh, but, you know, that all face the same thing that, you know, are dealing with the same thing. Um, and so this morning in, in this interview, I kind of wanted to uh, focus on kind of the big picture, you know, back up a little bit. I know with with what you do and your interactions, whether it be in person, whether it be by email, whether it be by phone calls with people all over the country, um, wanted to kind of take it, you know, from that perspective, from the big picture. So just to kind of get us get us rolling, um, I guess the, a good way to ask the question is, is what are you seeing in the career field of corrections from a big picture perspective that that is encouraging to you? So uh, that, that's an interesting question because um, most of the time when I'm talking with folks and uh, you're right, uh, you know, corrections is corrections, detention, detention, jail, jail. Um, we we all kind of have um, there's there's so much similarity wherever you're at, yeah. but um, do you know what I mostly get hit up on is this thing? It's like let's talk about everything that's wrong. Let's talk about everything that's bad. Let's let's talk about <laughs> what really sucks right now. And it's um, I can't tell you how many times I get hit with that. And it's also from the media. It's from uh, but. Um, there's just a lot of venom out there. There, there's a lot of anger. Yeah. There's a lot of frustration. There's a lot of conflict, yeah. and um, you know, I, I'm not suggesting by saying what I'm about to say that um, that's not real, and nor am I suggesting that we should bury our heads in the sand. But to your point and your question is, what do I see that's encouraging out there? Um, usually, um, we don't talk about things that are encouraging. I mean, we, we, we're not. Right. I mean, and and you know what? Um, I like the question because I think we should. Um, I think yeah. we need a lot, a lot more of, of this. And so, um, you know, maybe some of that goes back to the fact that um, historically, uh, corrections, we are creatures of um, some very defensive habits, if that's a good way to say that. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, everything that we do, Aaron, in our profession, um, we operate and we are, we're trained to do this. Our mindsets go into defensive mode, right? So right. We, we put up walls, um, we we fortify, we we protect, uh, we block, we defend. Um, and it's been that way in this profession historically, like forever. Right. Um, you know, uh, it's funny, you know, uh, tell me that everybody hasn't heard this that works in our space. A good day is what? When nothing happens. That's exactly right. I mean, how often do you hear that, right? It's, yes. hey, it was a great day. Nothing happened. Pump right. fish, walk out the door. Well, that's that's a defensive yes. mindset. And yes. um, I, I know that for a lot of folks, 
Um, watching a defensive athletic event is really boring because people want to see Hail Marys. They want to see touchdowns. They want to see, yeah. but um, in our space, for those that work, what what we do, um, you know, uh, those that work in the trenches, so to speak, um, we have this defensive mindset where, where it's like, no, I don't want to see any action. I want things to be quiet, knock, knock, right? Um, it's yeah. almost taboo to even say it. You just don't go there. And so, right. so anyway, um, going back to your question, what's encouraging? Um, and well, let me back up. We'll say one more thing. Um, this, this defensive mindset, it would be very easy right now for our profession to... Um, Especially when you're thinking about some of the current uh, the current issues that we're dealing with, staffing shortages, budgets being slammed and decreased and, and uh, underfunded or or just pulled out from underneath you, um, yeah. it would be so tempting, Aaron, to just you know what? Um, let's go back to that trench, right? Let's dig in. Let's hold our breath yeah. till the stink goes away. You know, um, yeah. we, we we ride through the stuff. This is what we do in corrections, right? We're stu- we're tough. We're strong. We're just going to get through it. Yeah, And so that's defense. Um, That's what we do. But what I am seeing in corrections that I think is so encouraging right now is that we we are approaching change. Maybe it's out of necessity because of the circumstances, but for whatever it is, we are approaching this change and it is breeding um, a a new type of administrator and officer in our space. And I think it's phenomenal. Yeah, um, I think it's a great thing. So, I mean, would it be nice to say, hey, wouldn't it be great to go back 20 years, you know, back the way it used to be? Well, it's not. And it's not going <laughs> to be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be. So the encouragement I see is that we have the most flexible, most adaptable people yeah. on the planet working in our space in corrections and detention. And I couldn't be more proud of everybody. I mean, and I'm not saying that because it's national corrections officer week. What I, what I look out there, that's encouraging our biggest asset are are you, it's the people. Yeah. 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 And the, and the, the ability to, like you said, to adapt to the new set of circumstances. That's, that's a basic definition of success is okay i got a new set of obstacles in front of me i mean here i am here's where i am here's where i'm trying to get there's an obstacle well i can sit here and whine and cry about it and say life is over and just drift off into chaos or i can rethink what i'm doing i can re you know re-strategize come at this from a different direction and then we can find some success and i'll tell you that one of the things in talking to these folks that are doing these programs around around the country is that hammered through over and over and over again that, you know, we saw in our communities, we saw in our facilities, we saw in our agencies that we were always done this, but that wasn't getting it. (laughs) And so we had to, we had to, we had to shove that to the side and take a chance and let's say, all right, let's try this. And, And so I agree with you that that motivation to win that I'm not just going to take the beating and sulk in the corner, that motivation that absolutely not. We are coming out of this on top one way or the other. I 100% agree. 100% agree. I, I like that, Aaron. I mean, it's we're not playing survivor here. I mean, this exactly. is 
this isn't this isn't our game. And maybe there was a day where we we did do that because we we're like, hey, the pendulum is going to swing back, right? It's going to get normal again. It's going to and look, you don't know what that looks like. I don't know what that looks like, right. but I do know this: whatever it was, it is not going to be. It's not going to be the same. And so this no. this change factor, um, I just see the resiliency out there. But it's but it's not just being. We're not. Hey, we're stubborn. Uh, I'll be the first to say that. But it's right. not stubborn, stupid. Um, yeah. We're we're being stubborn um, because you know what? Few people would do the kind of job that our corrections people do day in and day out. Um, Thank thank goodness we're stubborn. Otherwise this would have fallen apart a long time ago. Yes. But, but, but we're also approaching this, I think in a, in a very new, um, and this is deliberate for a lot of people, a very new way. Um, uh, Aaron, the the increased um, creativity and ingenuity that I see out there uh, coming from staff, from officers, um, it's not just make do with what you got. I mean, you've you've heard me talk about the whole MacGyver thing before and how dangerous that can be. Yeah. Um, they're they're figuring out ways to do things smarter, better, yeah. more efficient. Um, yeah. what what perhaps you didn't have the staff to do before even very well. Now we're figuring out a way how to twist that, navigate in new waters. And yeah. I think it's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, you know, COVID is kind of a perfect example of that. Um, that stunk for everybody. I mean, anybody who was, um, whether whether you were a line officer, a supervisor, or an administrator, medical, um, anybody that was working in a prison or in a jail or in a facility during COVID, you all know um, nobody had to adapt like we did. Nobody. Right. Yeah. I, and and I'm you know I'm not I'm not trying to poke the bear at you know at, at law enforcement and and other allied agencies, but what we had to do in our facilities twenty four seven, we couldn't we couldn't shut doors, we couldn't lock down. We right. this was us. I mean, we yeah. we had to do it, right? Yeah. And and so I look at COVID and I'm thinking, well, it would be really easy again, defensive mindset to go, oh geez, let's just survive this thing. But you know what I saw come out of that? People starting to question going, you know what, maybe we have some people in our facilities that should have never been there to begin with. And if you're going to release them now, why can't we look at the criminal justice system and yes. revamp that and get rid of some of these mentally ill that should have never been here to the, you know, to begin with or whatever it might be. Some of these misdemeanors that you're like, come on now. Really? Right. Yeah. Right. Um, we saw judges that prior to that time were like, no. I'm not doing video, nothing. I got to look them right in the eyes, right? Guess what? Now we're starting to see some bridges being built between the courts and 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 our folks where it's like, hey, can we keep this train going? Because there's some good here. I mean, and is it perfect yet? No, but there are some really great things that I think that, that change is kind of facilitating um, a, a really proactive way for us to approach our profession. And and quite frankly, it needed to happen. So this is good. Yeah. 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 Yes. And I, you know, I, the, um, the continuance of, if you will, of the career and, and, and you can see that in industry across the board, it's not just law enforcement. It's not just corrections. I mean, culture changes, society changes, expectations change. Um, the, 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 the type of individuals that we're dealing with on both an inmate perspective and a staff perspective, communication, terminology, 
you know, it, it's constantly changing. So the the ability to just roll with it and and so and like you said, well, here here's our new hand that I've got. Here's my cards. Um, I may only have a pair of twos, but I'm gonna play the daggummit out of this pair of twos and you know and make it work. And uh, I, I, I agree wholeheartedly with, with everything you just said, everything you just said. And, you know, I think it's it's important for the line officers and, and the supervisors and the administrators who, again, their focus is this wide. I'm looking at my facility to take note of the fact to back up and look at, OK, let's look from 2020 ish when about COVID started to now. And let's look at how we've adapted. Let's look at the changes. Some of it may have been forced, but. Let's look at the changes we've made. You know, five years ago, if I'd have said, this is the number of people I have to have to effectively run this facility, otherwise we'd have to shut her down. And here I am in 2023 looking at going, you know, we rock this every day in a way that we never would have imagined feasible or possible. So, yes, totally, totally. And, and the importance, like I said, of, of recognizing that and noticing that and and being encouraged by that, that, okay, yeah, it's frustrating to say, well, I would love to, or I would rather, well, that's not it. Look at who I've got, look at what I've got, and look at the positive job that we're doing. I mean, if I can't even at least half smirk, maybe not a full-blown smile, if I can, if I can at least just be like, you know what, high five, that, 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 you know, we got, th this is awesome. This is awesome. So, yeah. 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 You so, know, um, that that reminded me of uh, just a, um, a while back. Um, I was talking to an administrator who, who runs a jail, a, a great jail in, in South Dakota. And he said to me, he said, you know, it's funny. Um, I can't count how many training sessions I've been to. And, uh, you know, uh, just the the amount of focus uh, that we have spent over the years in my career on classification. Because it's sure. paramount, right? That's yeah. Uh, any, anybody knows that if we're going to protect inmates and and staff, we got to make sure we're classifying right. And and that, from a principal standpoint, has never changed. But he, he said something that caught my eye. He says, "You know, I learned a lesson with COVID." And I said, "What's that?" And he said, "As much as we hated this whole cohort thing and separating people out, and you know, X amount of time in quarantine, right before they could go into general right. pop." He goes, "And we did that all in the name of COVID." So. Whatever classification was before, now it just says, "Are you positive? Are you not positive?" And that, that, yeah, we'll throw in gender too. But I mean, it, right. it, it, it really, it really kind of blew up classification across the country. And he said, "You know what? Um, I, I know everybody's kind of going back to a, we've got a new normal that we got to figure out, right? With you know uh, that and visitation and and in programming and all of these things now that are opening back up." But he said, "You know, one thing that I'm thinking that we might keep." And I said, what's that? And he goes, um, do you know how much we've been able to um, to drop our contraband levels because of these, these quarantines and cohorts? He said, I would have never, ever thought of that being a result of doing right. that. But but we used to have guys that would just get arrested, right, so that they could drug run stuff in or or whatever it was because they knew – they were going to be back in general pop in a day or two, but you know what? If sure. you're in there for five days, nah, that ain't happening. Right. And he said, yeah. we have found that, that our levels of contraband have dropped significantly because we were doing these cohorts. 
And he said, now, I don't know exactly what we're going to end up doing, but he goes, I've got some takeaways here in my brain. And that's, I guess that's what I'm meaning, uh, Aaron, about um, looking at things maybe a little bit differently and what I'm encouraged about. Um, it's really easy to go on autopilot in our profession. Sure. And um, man, I'm just seeing great stuff. I'm I'm seeing um I'm using I'm seeing guys uh and agencies um that are using uh technology, social media um in, in ways to recruit that that yeah. I've never seen before. And and you know what? We gotta learn how to do that. Why? That's the young generation that's coming in. And so um yeah. That's that's an awesome new door, and I'm like, go get them. That's great. I love seeing some of that stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, things that have gone viral on TikTok or whatever, and you see a jail reproducing that, and and you're like, that's a great environment, right? I yeah. love that. Um, yeah. So, I mean, hey, we're going to show you today what it, what a shakedown looks like. I mean, I'm like, phenomenal. Make it happen. Yes. So. Yes. Awesome. Well, uh, we're about <laughs> we're about out of time, but uh, before we before we wrap this up, tape. Being that it's you know it's National Corrections Officer Week and that we're talking about what we're talking about, from your perspective, if you could offer a word of encouragement to anybody that's listening, um, what what would you say? What would be that word of encouragement? Uh, again, great question. Um, well, it's National Corrections Officer Week, so before I answer that, I just want to say to um, all of our uh, viewers, listeners, and uh, everybody that's watching this podcast. I, um, thank you. Thank, thank you. Sincere. Yeah. Thank you. Um, very sincere. Thank you for what you do day in day out. Um, I know it can be a really thankless job. You don't hear that enough. And so, um, what I would tell you is, um, beyond just me saying, thank you. Um, you are appreciated more than, you know, and, and what yeah. you do and, and beyond, Maybe what you don't hear from the public, because it's really easy for you know media and point fingers and all of that. But uh, we we might all do this job for different reasons. But I do know one thing: the camaraderie. We use the word brotherhood at times and sisterhood, where you know um, we're, we're such a unique group of people. Um, I love it. I, I I love I love our folks, but. Um, I would say this, um, don't forget that you matter. Don't forget that you make a difference. And I mean that whether you're a line level officer, a supervisor, or as administrator, a support staff, uh, medical, whatever, you really do make a difference. And so uh, what I would just say is keep smiling, keep the positive attitude. There is so much negativity right now. And you know what? Test drive this thing. You walk in and make it a point to say just something nice to somebody. Yeah. Um, in there, particularly with each other. I know that it can be a little different with even with the inmates, but man, if you can, if you can walk up, for example, you know, uh, walk in the control room and, and say, you know what? I know you have a very crazy busy job. You're looking at 40,000 cameras and, and, you know, whatever else. Yeah. I just yeah. wanted to tell you, thank you. You are fantastic at popping doors. What do you think that's going to do for the person running that control room? Yeah, exactly. And I don't have to be an administrator to say that. Yes. Um, we need to tell each other thank you more. So I'm saying it to you all. Thank you. Um, I I would say for a word of encouragement, um, you do matter. What you do is important. And I'm just so grateful 
for what each and each person does, regardless of your role, those that work in the kitchen, grievance officers, disciplinary, whatever. Uh, man, all of you guys play such an important role. Um, whoever's opening your mail, um, right? You guys yeah. matter. Um, it, it makes such yeah. a difference. So that would be my word of encouragement is don't give up. For you guys that are seasoned vets that maybe you're thinking about riding off to the sunset, here's my word to you. Um, please, I'm begging right now, please, don't you dare think about leaving without doing some mentoring first. Yeah. Um, we need leaders. We need mentors. We need people that are passing on what they know, especially yeah. why you do what you do to this great new group of individuals that are going to be taking the reins and leading charge. Um, please do not walk off and ride off into that sunset without sharing what you know. Um, if you're disgruntled, don't share that. Keep it positive because we do work in a great profession. But yeah. um, share the things that you know because um, we need it. So yeah. that, that's what I would say to you is just thank you. And 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 of course, I always say this. It's my tagline on every email. Be safe, man. Go home. Be safe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, Tate, uh, for being being with us on this episode. And and hopefully uh, I will. It'll be the first of, of many more as we continue on in this in this uh, podcast adventure, I guess we'll say. Um, um, but guys, good information. Awesome stuff there. Um, so take it to heart. Find something to smile about. Uh, find find a way to cause somebody else to smile. And guys, as always, stay sharp, stay safe, stay vigilant. Godspeed until the next time. 